Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. Guys, I am here with writer-director John Ainsley. We're going to be talking about Do Not Disturb. It has its theatrical release on November 17th, and it'll be video on demand uh, November 21st. Physical copies as well? Yeah, physical copies, I think, not until November 21st. Okay, so same yeah. as the Yeah, select theaters in November 17th. Uh, we do do, uh, we do do, we do do cussing on this show, but we do not do spoilers. So we're going to talk about the film to the best of our abilities without ruining anything for anyone. But quick synopsis, you have this uh, married couple. They're taking what seems like a very late honeymoon. They go to Miami of all places and because, you know, that's where weirdness happens. And <laughs> they're at this, uh, this hotel. It, I don't want to say it's sketchy, but it seems sketchy. <laughs> and it's probably because, you know, as they go, you get into the film, you realize uh, that Chloe and Jack's finances are not as stellar as they'd like them to be. They fight all the time. They fight about uh, wanting to have kids. They fight about finances. They fight about uh, Jack's addiction. This is not, I don't think, giving anything away. They make the best of it to a point. They try They try drinking. They try some um, hallucinogenics, shall we say, to try to make it a better experience. And it kind of goes very bad very quickly and very grossly so you are the writer and director i gotta ask where did where did the idea where did the idea come from are you in an unhappy marriage is this no i'm able (laughs) i'm able to examine this and examine my own past or examine relationships quite well because of the strength of my relationship i think Uh, my wife's also a producer on it so she gave me a lot of notes on the script so um i think you know when you're stuck in a relationship you tend to do a lot of stupid things um, especially when you're in a bad relationship, you behave in ways that you're probably ashamed of later or even while you're doing it, but you do them anyways, cause we're stupid species. And, uh, I kind of used the, uh, cannibalism as a metaphor for, um, what we do, we tra- what we do to each other emotionally when we're in a bad relationship, um, eating sort of emotionally eating each other alive and ourselves. But, um, and I think for women, I, I tried to, and that was where a big thing with casting Kim even though, I mean, she was hands down the best actress I saw, um, was casting a woman who wasn't in her 20s and closer to 40 than 20. Um, because I think when you're in a long-term relationship and you've invested that many years into someone and you are a person who may want to have children one day and want to have a relationship, uh, you know, that, that gambit is much more difficult, much more serious for women than it is for men. You know, they're, they're sta- the stakes are higher earlier. She does mention, Chloe, uh, I'm going to butcher her name. She's played by Kimberly Lafayette. Yeah, you're Chloe Lafayette. But she uh, she mentions, like, towards the beginning when uh, you're getting a glimpse into the unhappy couple, uh, she says, I'm not getting any younger. And she keeps telling me, Jack, grow up. You got to knock, uh, knock this shit off. You got to grow up. Because I can't do this. And you mentioned something that we're not going to get too deep into like marital relationships <laughs> or even just relationships in general. But taking a, uh, is it a metaphorical bite or a figurative bite out of your, your partner uh, when you snipe at them? When you know, when you talk to friends, oh, she's such a bitch. She's such an asshole. You are taking bits from your partner. Yeah. Not that you're making them weaker, but you're making their like, I guess, like, I don't know, mental structure more fragile than it should be because 
we should be feeding our partners, so to speak, building them up, being a nutritious partner <laughs> without, you know, the actual eating of each other. We can't do it. Uh, you said we're a stu stupid species and we can't do it with strangers on the internet. So how are we supposed <laughs> to do it in the loving comfort of our own home? It's crazy. Yeah, it's relationships are a challenge, you know, when you decide to share your life with someone. I mean, we all have as children, you kind of have this idea that you do that completely out of choice and convenience. And, you know, as you get older, there's a lot of reasons why people decide to do that. Um, not all of them great, not all of them bad, but, you know, there's realities to life that um, you just have to face. And uh, we, know, we, we don't always face them the smartest ways. You know, it's funny as a kid, uh, if you have parents that get along, don't fight. And then you're like, oh, wow, I guess that's how everybody's parents must right. be. But then you get to be an adult and like you catch your parents fighting and you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> what? When did you guys start fighting? They're like, we always fought. <laughs> yeah, just hid it from you. Yeah. Or I always thought it was fun when you're a kid. You think teachers are like this special breed of human. And then as you get older and your friends are teachers and you're out to like midnight partying with them and you know they got to teach the next day. It's like you realize that these teachers had lives outside of your, you know, nine-year-old life that right. didn't revolve around you. So right. and teachers do have favorites, you know, that like blows your mind. You think your teacher loves everybody all the same, but it's like, no, she likes Bobby better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, that's natural. Speaking of relationships, your wife, you said, is a producer on this film. Were there any moments while you were filming where she looked over at you with kind of like that warning glint in her eye? Like, you see that? <laughs> Mind your manners. No, um, no. The script writing, maybe. I mean, the script writing, she really helped with feeding. The balance of this film really was the difficulty was um, finding the right balance for, for Chloe because she had to be strong at the end, but weak at the beginning. Um, and if she was too weak at the beginning, I think you would sort of tune out and dismiss her. Um, if she, so it was a matter of creating the right balance between Jack bullying her, gaslighting her, and she tolerates it, but she doesn't take it, um, necessarily. Like she gives, as, she, I don't think she gives as hard as she gets, but she gives something back and she's, and you see that in the way when they're having an argument, if, if she doesn't want to, she just changes the topic to something that puts him down. And I think that's something people do. Uh, and then, and then often the dialogue, it's interesting because the dialogue in this movie well important it doesn't if you're following it it often doesn't make sense because they're talking around each other they're not talking to each other and i know in the script stage that was difficult for some people because you know one would ask a question and it would never get answered and uh and but that's the way i wanted the the relationship to be portrayed so they are not they're never together and that was part of the the weird wide aspect ratio was giving myself a wide enough screen to separate them even further when they're on screen together and keeping them away from each other and then isolating her when she's alone on screen. And so she really feels alone, even though they are together. So. Right. And that's one of the worst feelings ever is yeah. to be like you're supposed to be, you know, they're supposed to be your person and you feel like you're sitting there by yourself. That's like the worst. Yeah. And she's also invested a lot of time and energy into this relationship. It's, you know, she's, when you give someone 15, 20 years of your life and you realize this person isn't deserving of another minute, that's a huge thing to confront uh, in yourself. So, you know, she comes to that realization on her honeymoon of all places. I was going to say, you put them in this, this tricky situation. I mean, vacations themselves are stressful 
like planning it, getting on the, you know, making your plane, making the connection, you know, finding a taxi. It's stressful. And then you put these two poor people in a room together where they're discovering they kind of don't like each other. And, and they've paid, you know, all this money and they can't check out and go home without just losing their balance. So they're going to try to make at least themselves have fun. But oh my God, just, ooh. Can you, well, I was going to say, can you imagine? But can you imagine people listening? Like you plan, you finally getting your honeymoon. It's not exactly what you wanted, but all you care about is the oceans there. You want to go sit on the beach and you've got this, dickwad of a husband who you just realize when you walk into the hotel room you're like oh crap i don't like him anymore <laughs> you know what do you do yeah well know what she does but what mistake have i made what, in my life <laughs> yeah what would a normal person do but, well it's funny how many women i pitched this to when we were filming who totally were sympathetic so. <laughs> We're not man bashing by any stretch of the imagination. It happens the opposite way as well. It happens in the same sex marriage. Well, everybody gets sick of everything. But I think it's man child bashing and that's the difference. Right. And that's kind of what the problem is with Jack. The character is that he's a man child. He's not growing up. He's not he's not doing anything. He's just, you know, treading water in the relationship and he's not contributing anything. And so that's so, yeah, I mean, man bashing one thing, but it's his own actions that are leading to that bashing. So intentionally as the story goes right and as you said with um you know writing chloe's character you wanted her to be weaker not a pushover but pushed if that makes sense so if she was extremely mousy and like oh jack her strengthening would not be believable you know what i mean you showed that she had the potential to be that in the beginning when she was pushing back fighting back where you know just like that's not what it is but also with him he goes from this arrogant pushy dude he gets weakened as well but it's not so much that it's unbelievable you can tell uh when she's talking to the older couple which by the way they're not that old but she's the older couple and he's just kind of like he doesn't say hi he doesn't do anything he's just like rude and that's like your first clue that, oh, really, dude? It's easy to go, hey, nice to meet you. That's your first clue that Jack is a bit of a douche. Yeah, he's jealous of the attention she's getting and doesn't want to encourage it. So You try to be intentional with everything, every little scene leading up to the beginning, because especially, I think, in a horror film, there's a, a certain part of the audience that wants to get to the horror. And for this one especially, that doesn't have any real horror blood for the first hour maybe. Um, And then it ramps up pretty quickly after that. But, um, you know, it was a matter of like crafting it in a way that just revealing layers of his character and her character and and the relationship, um, hopefully in a natural way. I like to start off with, with characters doing almost banal things that aren't, we all do. And I think, I hope that the audience sort of identifies with that so that when the weird stuff starts to happen, it feels like it could happen to anyone. Right. And there's enough little things in it in the film, because, like I said, just reading, you know, a synopsis, uh, a description, you know, something's gonna happen. You don't know when necessarily it's gonna happen. So even just something as innocent as, you know, they're staring at each other and then 
he moves suddenly and you're like, ah, oh, it's happening. No, they're running down the hallway. Okay. It's happening. No, yeah. dance. Okay. <laughs> it's like, you're <laughs> trying to like, is it now? Is now happening? You ratchet up the nervousness of the viewer so that when something, again, no spoilers, but when something happens <laughs> to maybe someone, it, you're like, holy crap. Okay. I knew it was coming, but holy crap. That was, that was better than what I thought was going to happen. It's like, you're in this state of like anxiety about the, the actual um, consummation of the horror. Yeah. It's so a weird one because it doesn't have any sort of traditional suspense scenes in a way. Um, but the whole thing, I just, it's, I, you know, the goal was to build layer upon layer of, it's not necessarily about, like you said, when it, it's about figuring, you know, something's going to happen. There's no, there's no uh, jump scare or thing like that. There's just, you know, something's going to happen. You just don't know what it's going to be and when. And that, I mean, that was the goal anyway. So going into it, there's like, uh, what do you call them? Like red herrings. Like when, uh, when they're going to their room and Jack is like staring down the bellboy or, or whatever he's yeah. called. It's like, oh no. Oh, that man's, his days are numbered. You know, it's like, there's little like. But that guy does come back at the end. Well, yeah, I mean, in a way that you didn't expect. And then it's yeah. revealed that like, what? I missed something. Yeah. But it's just like, there's enough little things where you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen. You know, those yeah. people. right? And then you're like, oh, no, that wasn't. Oh, okay. I was wrong. No jump scares, but you're jumpy as a viewer. You're like, something is coming. I'm scared. I'm nervous. Yeah. So. Yeah, the goal is to make the audience feel as though they're taking the drugs with the uh, the protagonists and feeling of like the jump, the, the the sort of amphetamine kind of burst and the altered reality with the fact that the, I mean, I guess she's your narrator and she doesn't know. I mean, I, it is kind of a spoiler, but it's not really because it's in the trailer that, you know, she looks at her phone the one time and it's like two days have gone by and they have no memory of, of what happened. <laughs> and as she learns that there's things in the room that are being revealed to her and the viewer at the same time. So it's fun. I, I like playing with time that way. That's like a scary situation just in general. And that, I don't think I've never lost like days, but I've lost, you know, you look at the clock and go, Oh crap, it's five. It was just noon. People lose like time. And that's kind of nerve wracking on its own. But like you said, then you see things and you're like, Oh, is that what I was doing for two days? <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that. I mean, I've had like <laughs> when I was younger, I've, you know, taken some narcotics that led to that sort of loss of time and perception. Um, you know, and it's, it's fun at a certain point and then it's not fun. <laughs> well, the movie definitely makes you feel like you're tripping uh, with them. Aside from the, the message of, you know, work on your problems, people, <laughs> drugs are bad. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. It just it's not well, excessive drugs are bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right? Like Wayne and Wendy do okay with a little bit of partying here and there. But you know, if you're gonna be stupid about it, then stupid things will happen to you. There you go. Right. Stupidity using drugs leads to stupidity. It leads to <laughs> bad choices in life. It's yeah. the first bad choice of many often. Well, for sure. Uh, just another reason that uh, Chloe wanted Jack to grow up. I don't know. It's described as a psychedelic horror film. It did very, very well at festivals, as your previous films have done very well at festivals. 
Uh, it comes out in theaters November 17th, video on demand, physical copies November 21st. Is there a website that people can keep up with you and your film releases or social media? Um, I think Dark Star Pictures is the place to go that'll have information on the releases and, and stuff. And then my Instagram handle is Janesley, which is at J-I-N-S-L-I-E. Um, I should build a little sign to hold up. Um, um, that is usually like, you can, can you can find Do Not Disturb from there. And I'm usually posting. I only have Instagram. I gave up on the other socials because it became too much. Um, I don't blame you. Yeah, it just... <laughs> I go on Twitter once a day to block any new followers and that's it. So yeah, Twitter became hopeless for me last year. So I just... Well, you, you should give Threads a try. It's actually quite positive. I did. And then I just keep forgetting about it. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're a writer and you're involved in creating these kind of weird worlds, you don't spend a lot of time in the real one. So social media is an extension of the real world in a lot of ways that I just, my brain can't go there. Right. Right. You forgot about threads the way Chloe forgot about, you know, something. At <laughs> <laughs> lunch. Well, what is up next for you, John? Um, well, right now we're just waiting for this one to come out and I've got, you know, five or so scripts that I'm pitching and um, waiting for the SAG strike to end for good news on one of them. And um, just trying to put the next one together is uh, kind of what it is. Always. <laughs> right. I've got 10 projects. Yeah, no, that that's like a common, common theme. And will your lovely, lovely wife be working with you again? Yeah, of course. We actually, she and I, I over the summer, she directed her first feature, um, which was great. Um, Kim is also a lead in it. So that was kind of fun. The three of us hung out with a new actress, uh, Rebecca Amslag. And uh, we're currently editing that one now. And uh, it's not quite as horrific. It's a little more raw and emotional. Um, yeah, without the blood, there's no blood in it, but but it's really good. And it's really, it's, um, I mean, once it's cut, it'll be really good. But yeah, it's it's feeling really nice. Well, I I hope that you guys, you and she will come back and maybe talk about that when that's ready. Yeah, that would be awesome. happily. Well, John, thank you so much. And I hope that you have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Aut Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Aut Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit autimagination.org. A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N dot org. pulling me she knows all about the drug i plagiarize all my apologies and they still want enough i know i know i know that i should let her go but i don't i don't i don't seem to be in control